Hello, and welcome to day 41 of A Miserable Year. I'm Anthony Adler, and I'm going to read you the whole of Victor Hugo's Splendiferous Les Miserables over the course of 2018. That's the podcast. In today's chapter, you find out a little more about this mysterious stranger, Father Madeleine. Enjoy! Les Miserables, Volume 1, Fontaine, Book the Fifth, The Descent, Chapter 2, Madeline. He was a man about fifty years of age, who had a preoccupied air, and who was good. That was all that could be said about him. Thanks to the rapid progress of the industry which he had so admirably reconstructed, Montreal Samir had become a rather important centre of trade. Spain, which consumes a good deal of black jet, made enormous purchases there each year. Montreal-Sumer almost rivaled London and Berlin in this branch of commerce. Father Madeleine's profits were such that at the end of the second year, he was able to erect a large factory in which there were two vast workrooms, one for the men and the other for women. Anyone who was hungry could present himself there and was sure of finding employment and bread. Father Madeleine required of the men goodwill, of the women pure morals, and of all, probity. He had separated the workrooms in order to separate the sexes, and so that the women and girls might remain discreet. On this point he was inflexible. It was the only thing in which he was in a manner intolerant. He was all the more firmly set on this severity, since montreal sur being a garrison town, opportunities for corruption abounded. However, his coming had been a boon, and his presence was a godsend. Before Father Madeleine's arrival, everything had languished in the country. Now everything lived with a healthy life of toil. A strong circulation warmed everything and penetrated everywhere. Slack seasons and wretchedness were unknown. There was no pocket so obscure that it had not a little money in it. No dwelling so lowly there was not some little joy within it. Father Madeleine gave employment to everyone. He exacted but one thing, be an honest man, be an honest woman. As we have said, in the midst of this activity of which he was the cause and the pivot, Father Madeleine made his fortune. But, a singular thing in a simple man of business, it did not seem as though that were his chief care. He appeared to be thinking much of others, and little of himself. In 1820 he was known to have a sum of 630,000 francs lodged in his name with Lafitte, but before reserving these 630,000 francs, he had spent more than a million for the town and its poor. The hospital was badly endowed. He founded six beds there. Montreal Samer is divided into the upper and the lower town. The lower town, in which he lived, had but one school, a miserable hovel, which was falling to ruin. He constructed two, one for girls, the other for boys. He allotted a salary from his own funds to the two instructors, a salary twice as large as their meagre official salary. And one day, he said to someone who expressed surprise, The two prime functionaries of the state are the nurse and the schoolmaster. He created at his own expense an infant school, a thing then almost unknown in France, and a fund for aiding old and infirm workmen, 
as his factory was a centre, a new quarter, in which there were a good many indigent families, rose rapidly around him. He established there a free dispensary. At first, when they watched his beginnings, the good souls said, He's a jolly fellow who means to get rich. When they saw him enriching the country before he enriched himself, the good souls said, He is an ambitious man. This seemed all the more probable since the man was religious, and even practised his religion to a certain degree, a thing which was very favourably viewed at that epoch. He went regularly to low mass every Sunday. The local deputy, who knows doubt all rivalry everywhere, soon began to grow uneasy over this religion. The deputy had been a member of the legislative body of the empire, and shared the religious ideas of a father of the oratoire, known under the name of Fouché, Duc d'Autrante, whose creature and friend he had been. He indulged in a gentle raillery at God with closed doors. But when he beheld the wealthy manufacturer Madeleine going to low mass at seven o'clock, he perceived in him a possible candidate, and resolved to outdo him. He took to a Jesuit confessor, and went to high mass, and to vespers. Ambition was, at that time, in the direct acceptation of the word, a race to the steeple. The poor profited by this terror as well as the good God, for the honourable deputy also founded two beds in the hospital, which made twelve. Nevertheless, in 1819, a rumour one morning circulated through the town to the effect that on the representations of the prefect, and in consideration of the services rendered by him to the country, Father Madeleine was to be appointed by the king, mayor of Montreal-sur-Mer. Those who had pronounced this newcomer to be an ambitious fellow, seized with delight on this opportunity which all men desire, to exclaim, There! What did we say? All Montreal-sur-Mer was in an uproar. The rumour was well-founded. Several days later, the appointment appeared in the monitor. On the following day, Father Madeleine refused. In this same year of 1819, the products of the new process invented by Madeleine featured in the industrial exhibition. When the jury made their report, the king appointed the inventor a chevalier of the Legion of Honour. A fresh excitement in the little town. Well, so it was the cross that he wanted. Father Madeleine refused the cross. Decidedly, this man was an enigma. The good souls got out of their predicament by saying, After all, he is some sort of an adventurer. We have seen that the country owed much to him. The poor owed him everything. He was so useful, and he was so gentle, that people had been obliged to honour and respect him. His workmen, in particular, adored him, and he endured this adoration with a sort of melancholy gravity. When he was known to be rich, people in society bowed to him and he received invitations in the town. He was called, in town, Monsieur Madeleine. His workmen and the children continued to call him Father Madeleine, and that was which was most adapted to make him smile. In proportion as he mounted, throve, invitations rained down upon him. Society claimed him for its own. The prim little drawing rooms on Montreal Sumer, which, of course, had at first been closed to the artisan, opened both leaves of their folding doors to the millionaire. They made a thousand advances to him. He refused. This time the good gossips had no trouble. He is an ignorant man of no education. No one knows where he came from. He would not know how to behave in society. It has not been absolutely proved that he knows how to read. When they saw him making money, they said, He is a man of business. When they saw him scattering his money about, they said, He is an ambitious man. 
when he was seen to decline honours, they said, He is an adventurer. When they saw him repulse society, they said, He is a brute. In 1820, five years after his arrival in Montreal-sur-Mer, the services which he had rendered to the district were so dazzling, the opinion of the whole country roundabout was so unanimous, that the king again appointed him mayor of the town. He again declined, but the prefect resisted his refusal. All the notabilities of the place came to implore him. The people in the street besought him. The urging was so vigorous that he ended by accepting. It was noticed that the thing which seemed chiefly to bring him to a decision was the almost irritated apostrophe addressed to him by an old woman of the people, who called to him from her threshold in an angry way. A good mare is a useful thing. Is he drawing back before the good which he can do? This was the third phase of his ascent. Father Madeleine had become Monsieur Madeleine. Monsieur Madeleine had become Monsieur Le Maire.